Good day, folks. Merry Christmas. This is JB. Hey, I'm Eddie. Yeah, what up? Uh, it is Christmas Day, and we have a special Video Vault Christmas show for you. Right. Mer- uh, Merry Christmas, Eddie. Hey, Merry Christmas, Josh, my Jewish friend. Hey. Hey, I do both. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, anyway. So, we have a very special Christmas movie for you. Shout out to Melissa Silvestri and Lupe, uh, one of our Video Vault Facebook fans, uh, who fe- guessed the still that we put up on the Facebook page. This is a great Christmas movie that is not Die Hard, not It's a Wonderful Life, not Home Alone. We're doing Scrooged. That's from, right. From 1988. That's right. We're doing Scrooged. Uh, Bill Murray, uh, Karen Allen, uh, directed by Richard Donner. A, a lot of people are in this movie. Yes. Because you got you got Bill Murray, Karen Allen, who we've already mentioned, Alfred Woodard. That's right. Uh, from Luke Cage. Bobcat Goldblatt. Yes, sir. Brian Doyle Murray, mm-hmm. Robert Mitchum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the list goes on. Also, uh, apparently, uh, I think Bill Murray's brothers are all in this movie. Yeah, point. yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, Joel Murray, and John Murray. That's right. Yeah. John Murray. I know so many John Murrays. Uh, yeah. Not any of them not related to Bill Murray. I just know four guys named John Murray. And it's so weird because like, John Murray's face like throughout the entire movie because he plays Bill Murray's brother in this movie. And... Um, his his whole face is like I'm just doing a favor for my brother. It's That's cool. Right. That's right. Uh, but you know, it's all good. It's all. I mean, nothing like a, nothing like family being in a movie to be a Christmas movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. A Christmas movie that was shot in the spring. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, um, an important uh, note about this movie. Um, this is my stepfather's favorite Christmas movie, or one of them at least. He loves this movie. We watch this every holiday season when I was growing up. Watching it as an adult, I know I said it was a great movie earlier. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, I I, I will uh, say that this is my first time watching this movie, and I gotta say, was not a particularly huge fan of this movie. Um, only because, I mean, there are multiple things about it. It's very, it, it just reeks of the 80s. Uh, oh yeah, it's totally an '80s movie. It's totally an '80s movies, but I mean, what I mean is not like reeks of the '80s, like it's like the '80s are terrible. It's just like uh, there's so many things I could say about it. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of it, clean. I mean, it's it's a you get you go. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I mean, I don't want to because because I, I feel it. that it's kind of parodying just how nuts the television industry had gotten uh, in the 1980s. Yeah, because you know they're doing like you know live broadcast just to kind of compete with Saturday Night Live because that's a, that's a new good thing to do. Yeah, that's right. They're doing live broadcast. They're doing uh, also they're doing it during Christmas. They also needed to find a industry that was going to be particularly um, hardcore during Christmas. Does that make sense? Like yeah. in the original Christmas. Oh, by the way, just in case you haven't seen Scrooge and going for or have no idea what this movie's about. It is based off the Christmas Carol, in case you didn't get that from the very beginning of this movie, the fact that it's called Scrooge. Um, but, you know, they're, 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 instead of talking about just the guy, because the whole point of Scrooge was that he had just a lot of money and he was going to make Crockett work during Christmas and he was just unhappy, right? But all those things were like his choices. The television industry, however, kind of forces him into this position. Like the, it's not just him; it's a bunch of executives who are also in charge. Yeah, and and, yeah, and, he, and he he's the president of this network, IBC, and because Bill Bill Murray was in his like mid late thirties when this came out, and they make a point of saying, "I'm the youngest uh, network president in the history of television." 
So there's already a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, for sure. Was he in his late 30s? I'm actually going to look that up because I'm really, I feel he like he was Bill at least Murray's, 35. I feel like Bill Murray's been old forever. Well, the receding hairline wasn't doing him any favors. Nope. <laughs> and so um, the, the movie opens with it's this montage of like all the crazy. It's 38, yeah. Yeah, you know, of all the crazy Christmas specials that IBC is going to be airing on Christmas Eve. I mean, they've got, oh, The Night the Reindeer Died, starring Lee Majors defending Santa from these international terrorists. That's right. You got this this Leave It to Beaver that's full of sexual innuendos. You got Robert Goulet singing, and then they got, oh, we're going to have um, Christmas Carol Live with uh, Sir John Houseman as the narrator. You're going to have Buddy Hackett, um, who mainstream re- listeners will know as Scuttle. Right from uh from Little Mermaid, he was I think was he on Mash as well or he was on some show. Oh, uh, I can look that up. That's easily. Yeah, he, he was a stand-up comic as well, and then um, uh, Jamie Farr is in one scene as yes. as and he is on Mash. Mary Lou Retton is Tiny Tim. I mean, um, so like I said, everybody is in this movie. Yes. So, and so then, um, Frank Cross is the character Bill Murray plays. Yes. And then he says, oh, this commercial sucks. Let's show this one because we got to make people feel they can't miss this at all. so many ways you can make a commercial that has nothing to do with the product it is selling that took it to a whole new level yes just hey we're gonna show you a bunch of scary stuff like and we're gonna traumatize you into staying home on christmas eve even though you should be with your family not sitting around the boob tube that's right i mean you should be yeah exactly and you know the 1980s very much into his super super capitalist society at that point. I mean, you know, the epiculture, Reaganomics, that whole thing. So. Yeah, because we're in the latter years of the Reagan administration. Yeah, or no, we're in the last year of the Reagan administration. We're going into we're going into, into Bush, Bush Part One. Yeah, exactly. But the whole point is, this movie is, you know, it's like a lot of that is just uh, Reaganomics plus Christmas equals overt capitalism and everything, which we have now. But like the the the. Television being like, watch TV during Christmas. You know, and just like, how many, and like, around Christmas time, because um, it's not ABC Family anymore. What's it called now? Forum? Something like that? Oh, Freeform. Freeform, yeah, because they've got 25 days of Christmas where they're showing pretty much every Christmas special under the sun, including some they've made themselves. Because I saw one of my friends post on Facebook today that there was a special called Santa OMG. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't want any part of that. And so he's and so there there's this character Elliot Loudermilk, Bobcat Goldthwait, who oh god because we figure Bobcat Goldthwait has this crazy dude in here he's very buttoned up he's the voice of reason you can't show that commercial you're gonna frighten people he gets fired then devolves into <laughs> as we as we know Bobcat Goldthwait is a uh, is want to do <laughs> so then um, he gets fired um, his. His assistant, Alfred Woodard, who's kind of like the Bob Cratchit character. Yes. She's um she's a single mom who's got 
maybe five kids. One of them doesn't speak because he's got PTSD from seeing his father get killed. Yes. And she's just kind of doing his every whim. And even as an executive assistant. I mean, he's totally the Tiny Tim character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. He's just mute. And it's just strange because even as an an executive assistant for a major TV network, it seems that she's barely making ends meet because they don't even have. Yeah, that is the that part did make me feel a little weird. I mean, she's barely. I mean, unless either either this network is not successful and they're trying everything they can to be successful and they're just not making a lot of money, or Bill Murray is a real piece of shit here. But also a network executive assistant executive, like that's about a hundred thousand dollar year job. If you only have one kid in tw- in twenty seventeen dollars, yes, yes. But like in the eighties dollars, that's probably still you, a little you, bit. You could have been able to. You would have been able to make a good living. Yes. Because, I mean, maybe all the money's going towards treatments for Calvin, the youngest son. Um, maybe but there's, all he is, there's other But again, well. he's just mute. He's not like, and he's got psychological issues, but like, he's not like, it's not like Tiny Tim status. Like, right. it's not like, this kid for sure is going to die. Like, in in this movie, the kid is just kind of like, eh, he just doesn't talk. It's and, like he's sad. But, but also. I mean, not sad. He's got PTSD. So this is going to be like a non sequitur because you mentioned yuppie culture. There's the John Glover character, um, Bryce Cummings, who I guess. If we're going to draw a parallel to Christmas Carol, I guess he's he's Fred, the nephew. Yes. Just very just very exuberant, very enthusiastic. Like, hey, I'm just coming from the coast. How you doing, Andy? How you doing? Hey, yeah, let's, exactly. let's have lunch. Nah. And he's just all over the place. He's He seems fun, but you also kind of want to punch him. That's right. So, I mean, you live in California. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's just yuppies, man. The 80s are tough. The 80s are a tough time for me. I wasn't there. Yeah, you weren't there, you young, you young fuck. What is this? Okay. <laughs> This is tough for me. It's just tough for me uh, because, uh, just like I just don't like the philosophy of the '80s personally. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, because I mean Hunter S. Thompson. I remember wrote a book about the '80s called Generation Swine, where he said everyone is so materialistic. It's just like everyone's all about themselves. It's such a selfish culture. Let's go back to the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh god. I mean Hunter S. Thompson. We need you right now more than anything. But he was spot on with the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> and so then Frank Rossi goes to this charity dinner. He's back at his office drinking tab and vodka. Yep, and he gets visited by his old boss, who is played by John Forsyth, otherwise known as Hello Angels. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Nothing, Eddie. No, I mean, what you nailed? You nailed that. I, I. You were supposed to say hi, Charlie. You didn't give me a chance to do that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So he's just like I was sitting there I was like, all right, cool. Hi Charlie. And then you were I like got the words out and then you You can't rhetorically do that. I'll do what I want. You can't be both Charlie and the Angels. Fine, whatever. You want you want to try it again? No. Okay. I don't <laughs> Yeah, we to, yeah, we totally have no form to this podcast, folks. everything is off the cuff for you. Speaking of Charlie's Angels, Bill Murray, back to the podcast. Uh, oh yeah, Bosley in the first one. That's right. Uh back to the podcast. Yeah, so, so his moth-eaten, just rotting corpse of a former boss comes in, is pours himself a drink. Best line I've ever heard. I don't mind you shooting me, Frank. Take it easy on the Bacardi, because he shoots the rum bottle. Like he just <laughs> smithereens. That's right. Fun, 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 fun time. I'm at, at Wingfoot, lining up a putt on the 14th hole. A heart attack later, I'm a worm feast. Yep. 
But on top of that, he's uh, so he's definitely supposed to be Jacob Marley. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, I'm not sure if we mentioned that. Uh, so he's supposed to be Jacob Marley. Warns there will be three ghosts, which I did like about this movie is the way the three ghosts are portrayed. They're completely different from the typical Christmas Carol. Version. Yeah, not not very ch- not very cherubic or angelic. No, the first ghost, I mean, the ghost of the past, for example, is a cab driver. Yeah, a cab driver from Staten Island, no That's less. Right. Exactly. Ghost of Christmas Present is kind of just a, a manic pixie girl. Yeah, and she's trying to do that, I think, that kind of, like, Trubic uh, style that we were talking, you know, like, that kind of, like, she's trying to be, like, the ghost of Christmas Present. You know, she's trying too hard. It does not work for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Ghost of Christmas Future it's is... It's kind of just the regular Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah. Uh, and just ha- has a TV screen for her face. That's right. Yeah. Um... And so the ghost of Christmas fast, he come he comes in because they're all, all at this very fancy lunch together. Bill Murray, Robert Mitch, Amanda, this Bryce Cummings, John Glover character, who and Bill Murray's freaking out. He's hallucinating, runs out. Cab comes, gets in. Oh, surprise! David Johansson from New York Dolls. Right. Yeah. Oh, also uh, for the pro wrestling uh, fan base, you remember Mister Nanny with Hulk Hogan? Yes. David Johansson was the villain in that. Oh. It's so over the top and oh, terrible. Weird. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we'll review an episode just because it's just such a bad movie, that, and it's only like a little over an hour long. It's oh god. So uh, he gets in this checker cab where the meter they kind of steal from Back to the Future, where there's the smoke and the lightning traveling back in time. They go back to 1955. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna do Back to the Future in the future. Yeah. Also, you ever notice how in the entire movie, Bill Murray kind of goes in and out of the Blue Collar Queen's accent? Little bit. I, it's, I guess it's just, which is ridiculous, because he's not from that, that area. Bill Murray's a white Irish dude from Chicago. That's right. I don't know why he has the Blue Collar Queen's. I guess it's just, I guess that was a purposeful choice. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, so they take, him to his, they take him to his parents' house, like on an early Christmas. Right. Brian Doyle Murray makes an appearance. That's right. Here, Francis. I've got something for you. Merry Christmas. A choo-choo train? No, it's five pounds of veal. But Daddy, I have Santa for a choo-choo. Well, then go out and get a job and buy a choo-choo. Ah, Earl, he's only four years old. All day long, I listen to people give excuses why they can't work. My back hurts, my legs ache. I'm only four. Soon he learns that life isn't given to you on a silver platter, the better. <laughs> Five pounds of veal. Who, okay. Veal, okay, we're not going to go down the animal cruelty route, but... What is a four-year-old going to do with five pounds of veal? Oh, thanks, Dad. I'm going to go throw this on the grill in my toy kitchen. I think he just gave himself... I think the dad just bought himself five pounds of veal and then was just like, I'm going to take this back from the kid at some point. Five pounds of veal is a lot of veal. That's like... Today, that's probably at least $100 worth of meat. Uh, Five pounds? Really? Yeah, veal's expensive, dude. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Maybe 50, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the market for it. <laughs> Nor do, I, nor do I eat a lot of it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of veal myself, but it is expensive. Yeah, and then, um, oh God, the Ghost of Christmas Past is such a dick. Because Bill Murray starts crying. Because he's like, oh, I'm not going to cry. Oh, until the hunt saw his mother, Niagara Falls. And then Bill Murray starts crying, Niagara Falls, Frankie. And then, um, oh, we haven't even talked about um, Karen Allen yet. 
uh, her role in the movie. Yeah, so I just want to point out this is the second podcast on where we will be talking about Karen Allen. Yeah, Karen Allen is the new Kevin Costner. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So she's the, uh, you know, the, um, I guess, the, what's the character in um, in Christmas Carol? Claire? Clara? Claire. Yeah. Uh, so she's that character. And we were talking before the podcast, this is not a very strong female character. It's not a strong female character at all. And this is one of those things that, I, this is what kind of lost me a little bit about this movie. Because um, I didn't really notice this until watching it last night. Well, the other thing, the Christmas Carol, there really wasn't a female character except for the past. But she comes back a bunch, of, but she actually ends up in the future, too. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that they kind of added in, like, future ind- renditions of the Christmas Carol, which is... You know, he does fall in love, you know, like, Ebenezer Scrooge does fall in love with somebody, with his with Clara, in, in, in the past, right? And then he gives up on love in order to make money with Marley. Yeah. Um, so, the problem with this situation is, and then that girl just never comes back. That sucks. But at the same time, Ebenezer Scrooge is also, like, 70 years old. So, like, you know, like, who knows what happened to that, who, his first love. She probably passed away at that point. Point is, in a lot of these futuristic or up-to-date versions of The Christmas Carol, they always like to throw in the romantic interest coming back and being like, you get everything, Scrooge. No, it's a lesson is that he doesn't get everything, but he's able to like look toward the future. Uh, so this movie does the exact same thing, where this guy is the absolute fucking worst, right? But then he sees yeah. a ghost, and suddenly she comes back at the end of him. But he's a piece of shit, like the entire movie. Yeah, because um, he he first reaches out to her after the after the encounter with um the with Marley or Lou Hayward in this case, because some ghost is dialing her number and he hasn't spoken to her in fifteen years. Now, if some ex called me in in fifteen years saying, "Oh, I'm freaking out. This, oh, uh, I need to talk to you," I'd be like, "No, who is this? New phone? Who dis? Yeah." So then the the ghost of Christmas past goes, takes them back to when uh, they first met. And mm-hmm. this, this is kind of an adorable scene. You put right between the eyes. Oh, God, are you all right? Oh, you know, you, you probably should move some of this. I'm going to bad blow to that. Where did I get you? You got me right here. And the sidewalk got me back here. Oh, it's going to be quite a lump. I'm sorry, here. Is this, this yours? Yes, it is. Thank you. You had some things, didn't you? Yes. Here. Oh, oh! <laughs> All right. Tell you what. I'll go down for you. Okay, good idea. Wait. Yes, I'll, I'll wait. Here. Thanks, Lumpy. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Say, uh, would you like to go to a Christmas party that's going on right now? Not really. Neither would I. Young lady! Do you shop here all the time? Because if you don't, I can walk on the other side of the street. (laughs) Would you like to go get some Chinese food? These are great because you could just have a date whenever. Yeah, well, this is the seventies or late sixties. Oh, this would have been the seventies. No, late uh, late sixties. Oh yeah, they do a terrible job of making people look younger in this movie. He's got a mullet. He's got a mullet with the receding hairline. He still looks like he's in his late thirties. They did a terrible job of making him look like he was a dumbass teenager. 
Is he supposed to be a teenager? Yeah. Um, no. No, no, no. This is a uh, 68. No. Yeah. He's not supposed to look like a 60. <laughs> I thought this was like five years ago. No. no this looks terrible. Yeah. Okay. My bad. You know what? I take back. Yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie's bad. Can I high five you right now? This movie's terrible. Oh, my God. Bill Murray, if you saw the, if you saw the screenshot we were currently looking at right now, you'd be like, yo, Bill Murray does. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Bill Murray. I have seen what young Bill Murray looks like. 38-year-old Bill Murray does not look anything like 20-year-old Bill Murray. Also, this looks... He actually looks older. Yeah. He looks older. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and oddly enough, it's funny you mentioned that. Bill Murray actually hated making this movie. Well, I imagine Bill Murray... Because he and Richard Donner did not get along. I imagine Bill Murray and I I have the same opinions on Bill Murray's movies... Like, anytime I see a Bill Murray movie I hate, I'm probably thinking to myself, he probably didn't like making that movie. Yeah, because Bill Murray and Richard Donner did not get along. They had several issues with the script. Because this was Bill Murray's first movie since Ghostbusters. That's right. And they also referenced Ghostbusters in the marketing campaign to this. Did they? Yeah, they were like, Bill Murray's up, like, Bill Murray's fighting ghosts again, but this time it's three against one or something. Oh, yeah, like that's that. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Bill Murray said, oh, there, there's one scene in the movie that's mine. Because like, maybe he did a rewrite. Because you could tell he's improvising a lot of the time. Yes. Um, which is fine, because Michael O'Donohue was one of the screenwriters. He, he's a big Saturday Night Live guy, and they kind of um, let Bill Murray do what he wanted on that show. Um, but there's you're an improviser, and you can tell when improv is good and when, in, the, in some cases, at, at least in this movie, it's just lazy. Yes. So, <clears throat> so then uh, he calls Claire. She comes to the set, and he's like, oh, um, I just had a bad oyster. It's fine. Uh, oh no, but you were scared. No, I'm fine. Uh, okay, here's my card. And she could have just said like, okay, bye. But instead she's trying to get back into his life. Probably because she's also in her, in her thirties right now and hasn't gotten any action since. Yeah. And also that was terrible. I take that uh, back. Terrible, terrible joke, Josh. I'm sorry. But it's okay. I mean, you know, honestly, again, <laughs> this movie has no, like, it's not a good movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, but also, but you, but going back to how she's not a strong female character, um, he, Frank kind of implies that because he says, Claire, you're at this homeless shelter helping everybody. Like, you can't save them. If you want to save someone, save yourself. So. Yeah, and eventually it's just like, you suck, dude. Like, you're, you like, like, her whole purpose is, like, she is the goodiest, goodiest person. She's the anti Reagan administration, but she still is, like, not that good of a character. Like, she works at a homeless shelter. That's kind of her only defining characteristic, is that she works at a homeless shelter. Yeah. She's got nothing else. Like, it's kind of, it sucks. Now we get to your favorite character, the Ghost of Christmas Present. I know, I don't have a favorite character in this movie. I'm messing with you. I know. But Carol Kane, you have, you have to give her credit, because she is trying. Carol Kane is one of the most talented actresses in Oscar Ameri- nominee in American history, and uh, we don't give her enough credit. Yeah, because... We'll give her a musical. About herself, but no, no, uh, no that's a uh, Carol King. Oh, that is Carol King. You're right. Carol, Carol Kane is. You know, she, she, is she's on Simka a, on Taxi. She's, she's also uh, 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 Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Vivian, yeah. Anyway, uh, move on. Yeah, she's done everything, and she's playing a manic pixie girl. Literally a manic yeah. pixie girl. So. <laughs> oh. Funny feeling. Uh, why did you do that? Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. Fine. Slap me in the face. 
but you kicked me in the balls. Yeah, but she is a good character. Yeah, I mean, because, like I said, Carol Kane, she's doing her best, and she's making the best of a bad situation in, in this movie. Right. Because in this scene, uh, I think a reason that this movie was such a bad situation, in this particular scene where she grabs his lip, the first time around she tore it, and they just shut down production for a few weeks. <laughs> so. That's funny. No, but she's feisty. She's trying to, like, tell Frank, hey, 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 I'm doing my job here. Stop it. My favorite part about this whole movie, um... Is no one in this universe, like, ever, like, read The Christmas Carol? Like, you know what I mean? Like, has he Apparently ever... not, now that you mention it. Yeah. Because, like, he... I, you know, I, every time I... Again, this is my problem with modern interpretations of The Christmas Carol, is this book has been around for so long, and yet, within that universe, there, like, there was, like, apparently no Charles Dickens to be, like... Someone's, like, watching, like... I'm the ghost of Christmas past. People are like, oh, fuck, I'm in a Scrooge situation. Am I really that bad of a guy? <laughs> Oh God! I don't. I don't want to know what my ghost of Christmas past would be like. My ghost of Christmas past would probably just be like it'd just all be baseball players. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, Derek Jeter. I'm the go. Hey Eddie, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. I, I, I just turned Derek Jeter into Cleveland Brown. Yeah, you did. <laughs> all right. All <laughs> Uh So then. It, and on top of that, during all these spiritual encounters, Frank, you can you can see he's coming apart at the seams to the point where they're they're questioning can he still run the network because he's we got a big live show going on we've spent a lot of money on it is he gonna fuck it up? And so then, of course, just when you think you forget about him, you've seen him throughout the movie in little snippets. Ah, Bobcat Goldthwait comes back in full Bobcat form. Yep. Starts singing Christmas carols, drunk, loading the shotgun. Yeah, my favorite part is then he gets his job back after all this. Yeah, which we'll get to in a second. Um, just because, like, he, at this point, he runs, he's run away from this guy, goes into an elevator. There's the Ghost of Christmas Future. It's the usual Ghost of Christmas Future spiel. Uh, Grace, the the Cratchit secretary, her son's in a padded room, still hasn't spoken. Uh, Claire has become some selfish high tea lady, and Frank is dead. Yes. And then he gets his job back because Frank wakes up from the situation. Shotgun in your box. Okay, you heard it. Come on! 
the part of the movie where they're finally letting Bill Murray just be Bill Murray. That's right. I think Bill Murray's having a great old time. Yeah. Um, maybe a lot of cocaine because it, it is the 80s. Also, I'm pretty sure Bill Murray did a lot of cocaine. I don't know if he did a lot of cocaine, but he definitely did a lot of weed. Oh, I mean, look at him. So, <laughs> anywho. So, he then interrupts the broadcast as it's about to end, risks his job, says, hey, it's Christmas Eve. Why is everybody going all over the, uh, going, watching TV? Go be with your families. What the fuck? It's, it's ridiculous. So, then he calls Claire and is like, hey, I know it's not too late, but are are you going to come? She comes and somehow, like, the ghost of Christmas past gives her a ride. And Look, man, all right, just, whatever. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, we're moving on as best we can. But then, a Christmas miracle. Did I forget something, big man? God blesses everyone. Tiny Tim speaks! Oh, hells yeah, bro. Yay! And it's all because Bill Murray is an asshole. Yeah. And it's... And here, this part's actually very nice, because, you know, they're fi- Claire's back with Frank, Calvin spoke... Everyone seems to be really happy. Frank's probably not going to lose his job. And, uh... And they lived happily ever after. Get a nice little sing-along. Come on. If you're fellow man, lend him a helping hand. And he's not having any of this. No. Anyway. Scrooge does a movie. I mean... My parents are going to hate me for saying this. It does not age well. Oh, I'm sorry. We totally forgot about this one. What? Uh, the homeless man that Bill Murray accidentally killed. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. Okay, so he's at the homeless shelter doing, like, Richard Burton impressions for people who think he's Richard Burton because Bill Murray played Richard Burton on TV. He's, and they're asking him to get drunk with him, and one of them, one of them says, Hey, um, hey uh, Dick, can I get $2 to heat my place? No, no, you can't have it. And then after the, the spiel with the Ghost of Christmas present, he's in this little heating grate and says another great line, where is this, Trump Tower? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's this poor homeless man to frozen to death. Yeah. So, and it's the same one that he's a real asshole to. But okay, yeah, play the thing again, because then at the end of the movie, no, come on, Josh, come on. I wasn't having it before, but now I'll have it. Okay. So, of course, this is happening. It's all yeah. just the creepiest shit. Oh, you want me to go back to where you, where you see him? Oh, yes, please. Because I, I, I forgot to pull that up really quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Bill Murray's turning, 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 and he looks, he notices something. He notices... Oh. On, the, on the roof of the house, There's it's, all the it's, it's all the ghosts, his boss, and this poor homeless man who he pretty much indirectly He murdered. killed this homeless dude! And the guy's just like, you did it, Bill Murray. And it's like, you killed that guy, bro. Shut up and sing the song. You <laughs> and me. Just wait and see. I can't sing. Karen Allen's the only person to fuck up with both Bill Murray and Harrison Ford. I just want to say that. Ugh, yeah. 
And it's just, like I said, this movie does not age well. No. Lots of better Christmas movies. I mean, it, it's got, okay, it's cute at some points. I it, feel bad that we started off being like, I used to watch this with my stepdad all the time. My stepdad and my mom. And, and I'm just, just like, this movie was <laughs> not my favorite. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Love Actually. I hate that movie. Yeah. Ugh. But I like... Oh, what? Al Green. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they did, like, the good version of Put a Little Love in Your Heart for the movie. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway. Um, this movie tried so hard. There are so many better Christmas movies than this. Look, you should watch it because Bill Murray, if you're a big Bill Murray fan, definitely. It's Bill Karen Murray's Allen. first comeback. Also, Karen Allen deserves all the love in the world. Uh, yeah. She just wasn't given a good character, but by goodness, she's doing such a great job. Yeah. And after this, cleanse your soul and watch Die Hard. Watch a Charlie oh, Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah, why didn't we just fucking watch Die Hard? Well, because I can see everybody watch that. Watch Die Hard. Watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Watch Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim. Watch Elf. Watch Garfield Christmas. What's another... I don't know. What's another good... It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, yeah, but that's... You should have already watched oh, that. Oh, uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I don't know a lot of Christmas movies, I think, though. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. And then watch Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, how are you going to grade this movie? I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a C minus. I was going to give it a C actually. All right. It's even a better grade than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. You know what? I'll, I'll give it a C minus as well. No, give no it a I'll C give it a C because of the ending. Because yeah. Bill Murray kills a guy, <laughs> and then at the end he just All gets right. away with it. Yeah. I really thought at the end of the movie that it would reset and he would save the whole. He would Groundhog's Day the homeless guy. <laughs> you know? But he didn't. And, uh, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eddie, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too, Jeff. I want to wish the Vaulters a Merry Christmas. Melissa, Sylvester, and Lupe, good job guessing the movie. New Year's. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter, VidVault Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JB'sWorld3286. And you can follow me at, under, at, at, the, at the Worst Boy, but... Instead of an Y, put an I at the end, so it's B-O-I. It is every single time. Wait up. Eddie, Eddie, I'm sorry. Hold on. This has been bothering me for a while. Hold on. You! Yeah, you right there! The one who was outside the window knocking throughout the entire podcast. What the hell, man? Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Climb the tree down. Climb. For the whole podcast. So rude. <sighs> sorry about that. Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> Alright. I'm glad that we I'm glad that we finally addressed that. <laughs> yeah. I mean we've been in here for what, like half an hour, forty five minutes, something like that? Yeah, yeah, hang on, I got something to say back in Oh, oh, okay. Hey wait, what day is it, kid? It's Christmas? <laughs> Why don't you go buy yourself a turkey really quick? Send it over to Jacob Molly's house. Wait now, fuck. Crockett's house, really fast. Alright, cool. Cratchit's house. Yeah, what he said. Bye. <laughs> don't forget to lock up, folks. Merry Christmas.